You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. Episode 275 of the New Utah Podcast, coming at you uh, live as we record this, but definitely not live when you hear it. <laughs> I just finished last week's blog. Yay! Yeah, yeah right before the show. It's not up yet. <laughs> well, of course, because I literally finished it like maybe an hour ago. That's okay. All in all, we've been much more on top of blogs. Cause That's true. They they used to be month yeah, plus. I, um, I actually stole... Uh, Maya and Tucker's wedding picture from inside the Capitol. Sweet. Because I was like, oh, I kind of want a picture from inside the Capitol. And we talked about people doing stuff. And yeah. I was like, ah, so I stole her Facebook profile picture. That works. <laughs> and then I used all your pictures for Fillmore. For my Fillmore, my trip to Fillmore. Yep. Fillmore Beaver? No, just Fillmore. Just Fillmore. Beavers before Fillmore. Depends on which Depends way on which you're coming from. I guess going. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um,. It's smoky. I changed my background on, uh, like, you know, all the video conferencing that I don't know that you really know the difference because you don't like your job doesn't fucking change from COVID. You still don't talk to people most of the jobs. Like it's a unique, it's a unique bubble. Do you ever, do you do video conferences from time to time? So I've got to, did you do that before though? Mm, Some not because for example, I've got some clients from California. Yeah. And I mean, uh, I'm sure it happens. So. But it's not like the rest of the world that that became their thing. Yeah, but for us, like we video conference all the time, and so I change up my background quite a bit because I'm on the I'm on the phone so much. At least half my day, most of the time, I'm on a conference or on a call or in a meeting. Like I do a lot of that. So I'm, I'm on the phone probably a third of my day. Yeah, I'm trying to run a big business. Like I'm, I'm on the phone a lot. Um, and so anyway, so I changed my background the other day because I have been dying from this damn smoke. My eyes are irritated. Like I'm putting tons of eye drops in. I'm coughing more, especially in the morning. Yeah, I wake up and my throat's like. It's all scratchy from the fucking smoke in the and air. Like the last couple nights, it's been nice. So we've cracked the window. Oh, yeah. But then you wake up and it's like. <laughs> so and we were, I mean, we were back up to some of the worst air in the world again. Um, it, it's caught, like the storm blowing in today has helped a lot. It's blown a lot of that out again. Um, but yeah, it's just a giant smoky. So my background. Uh, in Zoom is uh, I just change it to a bunch of smoke because <laughs> I'm just so tired of it. Like, oh, it's so. so bad, it's so bad, and it's like, so it's it's normal to have a little bit of smoke this time of year, but this year it's been a solid well, and it's not from Utah fires, no, and it's, it's been a solid month, like a solid month of not being able to see the sun. It's, it's the, so if you bad. if you look so if you go to like IQ Air, you can actually see where all the fires are, and the map is brutal. What you should be on. Did yeah. you just say Ikea? No. That's what it sounded like you said. Well, maybe you should listen. I was. <laughs> That's what I heard, too. <laughs> See? Ikea? It's no. your it's your mumble mouth. What did you say? IQA air. Yeah, that is not what it sounded like you yeah. said. It sounded like you said if you go to Ikea. And no. I'm like, why does Ikea I, I have a map of, of fires? Yeah, Ikea air is the, the website. Yeah, it still sounds like, weird. Ikea air. Yeah, Ikea air. Ikea air. I don't so, know. So yeah, we're still in a chokehold. But it's they're saying that this storm um and the and the lessening of some of the fires should help 
like yeah, the lessening of the fires is the big deal because otherwise they're just going to end up right back over us. Because what happens is we get these systems where it just starts swirling above us, and if you look at like the airflow patterns, like it really does just like come right up the side of the mountain range and swirl back down. Well, and because of the valley that we're in. Things get trapped. They've got yeah. The, it takes a pretty big pressure system to, to move push stuff it out. up and over the mountain range. It just sits in the Salt Lake Valley and it, it'll Swirls. just sit there. But thank you, Hurricane Nora. I don't know if you guys know about Nora. Um, no, because everybody's still fixated on because Ida happened uh-huh. and fucked up Louisiana pretty hard and is like moving up into the Northeast now, like Virginia, New New North Carolina, that area. Uh, but Nora was a, for, a storm that formed pretty fast, just like Ida. So Ida formed in the Gulf on Thursday last week. Yeah, like everything just like And then hit. it was a cat four, almost cat five when it hit land on Sunday morning. Like that's how fucking fast that storm the formed. The anniversary of Katrina. It yeah. hit on the exact day of Katrina. That's that 10 and like, year. Thankfully, I, like 20 miles west of... And the levees were all fortified, had been fortified since were, Katrina. The so. levees stayed, you know... Took your Chevy to the levee, and the levee was dry. The they, levee wasn't dry. It was so very wet, but all it All the work that they did definitely <laughs> helped. I still say, if you live in a town on the coast that is below sea level, you gotta fucking expect this shit's gonna happen. They do. And... And you just got to roll with it. And you I think that know, they do. Yeah. I mean, I you just have to know your house has got a 50-50 chance of surviving sometimes. Y- y- if you don't have flood insurance in that area, you're... An and idiot. I don't know that... I mean, I don't know that it's even available or that it would be cost effective because the insurance companies... They're, they're going to charge a hefty premium. And by the time you get to the point where you pay that premium, you might be like, eh... I doubt it because I don't think the premiums the cost of the home. Because if your your house floods, I mean, we think about it. Our basement had like three inches of water, and it rained in my office, and it was thirty thousand dollar insurance claim. Right, but that wasn't a flood coverage. That's what I'm saying. So the coverage for a flood is home replacement sometimes, or everything inside the house. You have to pay for all that individually, and it's expensive as shit. I'm well aware of it. That's what I'm saying. There, it might be cost prohibitive for some of those people. I'm sure it is. Like they can't afford to do it, even if they might lose their home. They can't afford to. I'm sure it is. I wouldn't live there for that reason. That's why I live here. This insurance update brought to you by. Right. I I just, it's like if you live in Tornado Alley, you got to expect tornadoes. If you live in California, you should be expecting earthquakes. It was like living when we lived in Iowa. Nobody had the outdoor furniture like you do here. Yeah, because it just goes. Because it would blow away. Like, yeah. In tornado season. So that was one thing moving here, seeing everybody with their, their non planted into the ground patio stuff. It's like, that's weird. Yeah, that's weird. You have like an exterior roof. If you've got a patio and a pergola and all that in Iowa, it's like, bolted like it's like yeah built. it's bolted it's, down because otherwise the wind will pick it up and take it and it's like you know here in utah i expect heavy snowfall i expect earthquake potential and i just roll with it that we live here that's what that's yeah. what happens here right yeah. so, avalanches snows being stuck places and it's just if you live here that's just part of just it. what you gotta expect so i had this poor confused lady while I was at work the other day, she pressed her button. She's in the middle of the hurricane, and all of her phones and her TV and stuff are going off, and they're like, take cover, hurricane, and she had to press it to be like, 
Everything's saying take cover. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> it means leave your fucking house. Like, go I'm down. Like it means take cover. Don't go outside. Wait, why can't I go outside? Go to your basement, into the bathroom, get in your tub. That's what yeah, it means. Yeah, she thought it was us making the sound. Don't make the mistake of Indiana Jones and get in your fridge. I would not. No, you're safe. You can uh, absorb a nuclear explosion <laughs> in a <way>. refrigerator. <laughs> in a lead refrigerator. Uh, yeah. Julia, you have a thing coming up? I do have a thing coming up. By the time people hear this, it'll be a couple days away unless they listen to it in a year and then it will Right, then it won't matter as That's much. That's all right. That's all right. So, um... If you've been kind of following my stuff, I've been working on you starting talk my own louder, store. Otherwise, it's shut up. Gonna... <laughs> okay, I've been working on opening my own store. It's a metaphysical store called the Pleiadian Altar. It's woman-owned, and we focus on um, community education and then ethically sourced products and crystals. Um, and then we're doing a fundraiser this Saturday to launch a fundraiser so we can get our own brick and mortar set up. A fundraiser for a fundraiser? For GoFundMe. It's for, for GoFundMe, yep. So the goal's 30000 We that's can a, do it. <laughs> that's a lofty goal. I don't know what your customer base looks like. That's a big goal, $30,000 so up in a store. We've good, been, the good thing we've about probably GoFundMe, passed though. out almost 1,000 flyers, so hopefully people come. The good, the good thing about GoFundMe versus Kickstarter is you get it no matter what. You, you get, get it anyway. Somebody donates five bucks, that's all you get. Well, you get the five bucks. Unlike Kickstarter where you say $30,000, you get 27000 mm, Sorry, you didn't hit your goal. 30 bucks a person would get you there, Julia. Yep. 30 bucks a person. You should have gave out 90,000 flyers. I had a lot, and then I gave a bag, a big bag of them to Jonathan to take out, and he took, like, two of them. He d- he delivered, like, two of them, and did then you, the rest just ended up... In- I'm not now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to, but he didn't do them. No, he's, he's been handing out more. Anyway. No, he, t- he put it in my box that I took home three days ago. Oh, yeah, that's He hasn't done any. Oh. <laughs> so I only did that first initial uh-huh. batch. Wait, what wait what you need to do is just go up there to the district and just fucking put them on every car. Right. It's at your dad's house, right? Because yep. really, it would be great to see how many angry people <laughs> show, show up like, at our house. Who the, why the fuck did you put this on my car? People don't do that, dude. It's too much effort. Parents do. They're afraid of confrontation. No. People will do it if it's convenient. If you're standing right there, they'll yell at you. But if they have to drive somewhere to yell at you, they don't do that. Yeah, that's true. So uh, fire restrictions have been lifted in parts of Utah. Did you guys see that? I don't know. But California is shutting down their national forests. Yeah, because they're, it's bad. Sad day. It's really bad in California. Uh, but uh, Utah, we're still, don't, don't mistake this for not being in a drought. We're still in a pretty uh, terrible state of things drought wise. Uh, but Southern Utah in particular, especially down by like Washington County has gotten so much rain in this last month or so they've opened up um, and eased some of the fire restrictions because there's not as much of a fire danger mm-hmm. uh, because the vegetation's been um, when watered. I was down, watered. When I was down there last week, the whole side of the road along Washington County, you can see where all the fires had been yeah. a couple months ago. It was, like, cooked. Yeah, and and uh, so we're still in a drought. Uh, that's not going away. Um, but, uh, like I said, Hurricane Nora is going to bring a shit ton of moisture today, tomorrow, the next day, mostly into southern Utah. We're not going to see much of it. <laughs> Moisten. Uh, and it's time for fall. I know. Leaves Hell are- yeah. 
leaves are starting to turn actually in places like if you uh, we you know we walk around all the time and there's the edges of the leaves are starting to change colors as much as i hate to say it i think pool season's over it's been too cold because uh, what happens is it drops into the 50s and 60s at, at night, night. And that's, that's enough to cool the pool down and then it doesn't i mean it's warm but not enough it doesn't, well, it's not warm long enough I to mean, warm technically, it back up. labor day weekend is next weekend and, and that's, that's typically the well, cutoff this coming weekend right yeah is it no it's Monday? next weekend nope it's this weekend Yep. It's Monday? Yes. Yeah, like the third or whatever, six? The six. The six. Yep. God, it feels like Brighton's we got birthday. more days this. Anyway, so uh, yeah, Labor Day is this coming Monday. That's when most pools, public pools, yep. close for that very reason. Yeah, so. it just it just can't keep it warm. So I th- we'll probably be draining the pool. Well, we'll probably get it drained before Hawaii because I don't want to have it up and out. And Can I drain it for you? Just take a knife to the side <laughs> of it. <laughs> See what happens? No. You guys drain it um, responsibly. Yeah, we, so what I do is I, I put, put like, the hose over your neighbor's fence. And I just, put, mm. Yeah, right over the fence. No, I put like three or four <laughs> hoses in the pool and get a siphon started. Yeah, and then go run them out. And then I just like distribute them throughout the lawn because there's chemicals in it, but not enough. There's not enough chlorine to kill your lawn. To kill the Especially lawn. Especially if you're like spreading it out. Like maybe if you dumped it all in one spot. But Yeah, so we spread out and then it's slow because it's just a hose. And yeah, it's going to take a day and a half, two days. But what's the rush? There's no rush. Yeah. And if you guys are interested in fall activities, we did a whole show on it. Well, not yep. a whole show, about half a show last week. So go listen to episode 274, question mark. Yes. And when Chris gets the blog up, I put some of the links from the list that we were. So lots of cool stuff from. in Utah in the fall, but fall is, fall is definitely arriving. Um, the temperatures are dropping significantly, like you said. Yep. Uh, and like I said, the, the leaves are starting to change. Beans so. and bruises have, have their pumpkin spice out. I don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Starbucks does too, but I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. just drink regular coffee. Not black really Starbucks. Yeah, I just drink black coffee. It's better for you. When's the last day of the market? Do we know? It's like in October. They go. A long I know. Time. I was just wondering. I don't know. Well, and then are they doing the winter market this year? I don't know. I no they idea. won't be able to do it at Rio Grande if they do it, and they maybe they'll move it to. I know they've talked to like the fairgrounds, but I I don't know. I'm sure they're going to try and find a space, but like they moved a bunch of the historical stuff that was at Rio Grande out because they're doing the renovations from the post earthquake stuff. So yeah, that's that's going to take two years or more. Well, this episode we're joined by uh, Jennifer Cannon. Uh, she is the owner of Canine Pet Design, a uh, pet grooming place. I don't salon. know a salon. That's where it's where my puppies go. They've taken care of my puppies for probably close to fifteen years now. Do they groom Ico? Could anyone groom Ico? Oh yeah, we took Ico there a couple times. Yeah. She felt bougie. So, what, like, okay, <laughs> I'm I'm genuinely curious. We're gonna get to your your bio and stuff, but I want to know. How you groom a short-haired Chawini. Well, like, what, what is involved in that? Yeah, <laughs> Is it like a, a wash and a nails? Is it like just like happy salon? Yeah, basically. Um, on a breed like that, we can also do a shedless system on them. So it's a special shampoo and solution that we use that helps get rid of that dead coat. Oh, we're taking Phoebe there. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, when, 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 did you notice how glossy Rocky is today? So we had him done last Thursday. Yeah. So... He comes back he's like so glossy, shiny. soft, and it lasts. And he smells good. Phoebe's naturally soft. That dog, it looks like she's not soft, but she's really soft. Yeah. Yeah, I've always wondered, like, short-haired dogs. Because I get, like, like huskies and and Or poodles, our chihuahua, who's or, over there, like, all matted because he's old and he won't let me brush everything. <laughs> he doesn't take care of himself <laughs> so, anymore. Chris, go get your beard trimmed at Fade. Or at Faded. Faded. And then she's right next door. 
Yep. So make an appointment for your beard and make an appointment for Phoebe. Just go at the well, same and time. chopper. <laughs> and get some coffee on your way back. Yeah, and, and the coffee yeah. every truck. Time, you know, every time I go to Faded, though, she's already gone because it's usually in the afternoon. Yeah, because yeah. the, the high school and junior high and stuff, the, the moms drop their kids off at the school and then pull in for their frappuccinos yeah. and or whatever. And the so, kids come over at lunch. Yep. And, yeah, so they're usually open, I want to say it's like 7 to 2. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and I'm usually rolling into Faded at like 2. <laughs> So, but she's yeah, usually closed by the They're, they're right thing. next door, so get get yourself trimmed and Phoebe shampooed. So uh, we can say, take a step back now. The, the first question we truly ask every guest is, what month were you born in? July. July. October, baby. So, just like me. Uh, end, end of July or beginning of July? July 30th. All right. Halloween, Halloween, Halloween baby. <laughs> we know what your parents were doing for Halloween. <laughs> you do too Probably, now. Yep. You'd never you. thought about it. I'm sure you'd never <laughs> thought about it. I really haven't before. thought about it. <laughs> and now you're disgusted and yeah, Halloween just... will never be the same. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so where were you born? Um, I was born in Murray, Utah. Okay. So born and bred and raised yep. up here. Yep. Raised up here. Uh, where'd you go to school, Murray? No, I went to... Well, I, born in... well, I was in Riverton my whole life. Oh, okay. So we... Lived in South Jordan for a very brief period of time. Built a home in Riverton when I was about five, and I've been there ever since. Same home? You still live with your parents? Uh, nope. <laughs> She's living nope. in the basement. <laughs> hey, you know, free rent. No, just kidding. Hey, she told you there's stuff she didn't want to talk about. There are some things yeah, that yeah. are not worth free rent, and in my opinion, living with your parents is one of them. Yeah, definitely not. I have been blessed. I have the best parents on the planet, so I can't complain. Yeah, I still... I, I still don't know that I'd want to live with my parents, though. Yeah. I wouldn't. Your mom and your new dad? <laughs> <laughs> Would you call him dad? <laughs> call him daddy? <laughs> there's, so there's his mom just got story. married to I didn't even know his last name until like a month ago. ago she got married. Hopefully until... mom doesn't listen to the podcast. Oh, she doesn't, oh, even, no. know she doesn't even know what a podcast is. is. <laughs> my mom is 74 and... Here's an example. So Brie was texting. We call him the old ladies. We have a wedding coming up in Hawaii in, a, in like a month and a half. And, uh, uh, you know, to go to Hawaii, you have to register with their safe travels program and provide proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test. If um, you don't want to quarantine. If you want to quarantine. It's, yeah. If you want to quarantine for 10 days and like quarantine, like if you break your quarantine, they have taken people to jail for it. And you, they tell you where you're quarantined. I better think about this before December then. We're supposed to be headed there. <laughs> so as long as you're vaccinated, just fill out the little. or negative COVID test yeah. from one of their partners ahead of, ahead anyway. of time. Anyway, so Bree sends out a message to the three old ladies, which and is her mom. And we call them that because they're all seven. Her mom, and her aunt, okay. and one of the cousins. And, um, she says, hey, uh, do you guys, did you go to that link that Chris sent you? Blah, blah, blah. You have to fill it out. And they're like, no. She's like, okay, here it is again. I just sent it to you guys via email. She's texting them. And then her mom goes, can you send it to me too? She's I, talking to all I, three of them. I just did. What, what the hell? So now that's what, if you see me like set it down and look, it's because all of them are now in the process of filling out this form. So they're asking me like, do I want SMS notification? Am I supposed to hit submit at the end of all? Bree's, like Bree's mom deleted the internet once. So yeah, that's the level. She deleted the icon off of her desktop, and she's like, "I deleted yeah. the internet." I'm like, <laughs> I, I highly doubt that. But so, so yeah, Bree, Bree living at home probably not a good, not, yeah. not a good idea. No. So you grew up in Riverton. I did. Uh, where did you go to Riverton you? High? Yeah, I went to Riverton High. I went to Bingham for one year. Then they built Riverton, and I transferred over to Riverton for my last two. And then after Riverton High, where'd you go? Um, after Riverton High, I worked my, for my dad for a short period of time at his vet clinic in Riverton. 
and I decided I needed to figure out my life. So I attended the community college for two years and then I transferred over to Westminster. I finished That's my... That's an expensive education. Yes, ma'am. That's a, that's a pricey transfer. <laughs> my daughter college. got into Westminster and we're like, if you want to do graduate work there... <laughs> She's like, well, they have a really good graduate psychology program. They we're do. like, then why would you go for your undergrad? Yes, I cannot <laughs> raise them enough. Um, just the level of education that's provided there, the hands-on experience... The small class sizes. Yeah, I so thrive. You go from Salt Lake Community College, which is like, <laughs> I know, I know, which is yeah. like basically high school number two, um, <laughs> yep. if you're doing in-person stuff. And then you go from there to like, oh, here's, here's community college. Here's the most expensive school in the state. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but why pay for two years of yeah, expensive of college when you don't know what no, you want to do when you smart. grow up? My yeah. sister yeah. went through the whole entire nursing program, like five, six years at Westminster. Mm-hmm. And the student loans. That's so. correct. Well, oh, yeah. Like when we were looking, when Sean said that she had a scholarship offer and everything, it was still seventeen grand a semester. And I'm like, it's very expensive. I they give out they give away those uh, grants to almost everybody as an incentive, but it doesn't even no, cover. It doesn't no, even, it doesn't touch it. It, it doesn't come close. But it is an amazing basically. school. It's a yeah. private school for a reason. It's just yeah. like if you go to any other private school, they're they're all expensive. Oh yeah, except yeah. BYU. It's <laughs> not quite as expensive as the others. Yeah, but during my undergrad, I just worked full time as well, and I paid for it as I went. That's so smart. I, wow. I groomed. Yeah, I was self taught. And my daughter's grooming. working her way through school as a CNA. So, so, so what'd you get your bachelor's in? International business. Okay. Oh, that's fun. That sounds like something yeah. you'd love. I love. I still didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. Yeah, I was gonna say so. International <laughs> business. You were grooming. It's very broad. Yeah. And, then, yep. and then did you did you go for a graduate program somewhere? So I ended up working for a trucking company for four four years. Well, that's, that's a change. But yes. That's a that's a yeah. use of an international business yeah. degree. It is There's actually it really is. Quite a bit trucking of, is very much so an international or can be a very international. Well, I mean, look, can, this is it. I'm going to go on a little diatribe here about containers. That's one of the biggest technological advances in the last like 60 years is containers. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it allowed us to, instead of like hand loading ships with like right. odds and ends yeah. and then figuring out how to unpack them and taking two weeks at dock, they just pull containers off and those containers can go on a truck. They can go yep. on a train. It just takes a small crane to get them there. Like a yeah. small crane. <laughs> well, I mean, but, it, but realistically, well, it completely revolutionized globalization and global trade. And they stack those suckers like thir- is it 13 high on a cargo ship, something yeah, like that. Yeah. That, yeah. There, I mean, it's, it's absolutely insane. Shipping stuff around the world in those cargo ships, like so for big manufacturers that make clothing and stuff, it, it's, Literally pennies. Like it probably costs more in raw materials for an item than it does to ship that item. I think the only corporation that doesn't use that is Wish. I still think they mm-hmm. put it on a boat with a dude. Like <laughs> no, no that is no, no. true. They put it in a container with everything else. The problem is those containers don't have priority over anything. Or that, or that container goes on a canoe and then the guy <laughs> rows it across. <laughs> it's just a single container boat. It's fun, dude. He's also a fishing boat and a container ship. So the fr- the very first time we saw Wish, I don't know what this was, five, six years ago, whenever it kind of became the thing, Heather came across it and she's like, oh, I'm going to get the kids some Christmas presents because look at this stuff. Yeah, good luck Mind with that. Mind you, we've never <laughs> Did you ordered. order them in like October or oh, December? Yeah. No, 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 like October, October, November, you know, and she orders all of this stuff and the things that did show up were like cat hair glued to a piece of cardboard that was a boob. <laughs> They're so bad. And then, it's gotten better. Like stuff is showing up, like clear into July. Yep. Crap is showing up with the Japanese label or the Chinese label, whatever. And we're like, I'm like, what is this? Like, oh, that's still the Christmas stuff. I and it's like, 
It's hit and miss. Some of it is decent. It's fun if you're going to get like little silly sucking. It's great for craft supplies and stationery and like nail glitter, yeah, that like kind of thing. It's great. The, the, the stuff to make something, craft supplies, but not it's the great. actual yeah, the, look, item. Don't buy clothing in that if they're of If they're charging 20 bucks for a high-end electronic I actually bought device. a dress from there that actually came and was kind of cute. It's not I've high-end. had some stuff that's all right from there. Some yeah, those it has boots. to be pretty simple, you though. You don't want your sizing, wedding dress from the Wish? The sizing's <laughs> way off on Wish. The biggest thing with the clothing is the sizing. So, yeah, so it's kind of... A, well, the dress that I got is actually like the material on your dress now. It's polka dotted. And it's just kind of tinty. And then you just put a belt around it. So tinty. like it could have been... It didn't matter. The Maybe size. it was a legitimate tent. <laughs> it it might have yeah. been. Yeah, for those smaller Chinese people, that's why they're yeah. sizing so off. Oh my gosh! It really is. <laughs> it, it's true, actually. That's why their, their sizing is different it's a lot because smaller. they're littler. They're a little people. Yeah, like a two XL is like would fit Jonathan. Yeah. No, it's not that different. Oh, that's bad. It's it's or it I'm is. a lot fatter than I think I am. That's probably that. Because <laughs> like American, know, right? Because American two XL is a shit ton bigger than the rest of the world's two XL. Well, yeah. Like an American, I wear a large, but like anything else or like Old Navy, it needs to be a 2X for some reason. Yeah, that's because they don't make clothes for Americans, even though that's their primary market. <laughs> I don't know. You ever go to H&M? Their clothes are really small. They are very small. This is from Old Navy. What's the other one? The Rue 21 that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah it does. It does. They just right don't have it at the district oh. anymore. They're still there. Well, there was the one in the district and there was the one in Jordan Landing it's is still, still there. there. No, still... not Jordan Landing. The one on Redwood and like... Oh, I don't well, know. Anyway. There the was one, one by Southtown right now. Southtown. Yeah. That's the one. The one my in favorite, Jordan Landing my is My favorite thing is Jeremy doesn't have the store right next to him anymore. So it, so it just ceases to exist. <laughs> so the two I ever went to didn't exist, but I had to get like the biggest size of anything they had. Well, it is a yeah. teen store, Dad. It Truth. is meant for children. It is a junior size. Like, I don't store. really go there anymore because, like, I'm too old. <laughs> Their jewelry's all right. So, back to trucking. Okay, sorry. Yes. To truck all these clothing goods around. I'm sure that's what your trucking company was doing. That's why we were talking about well, it. Well, they could have been hauling oil. You don't know. I know. They could have done a lot of things. <laughs> so, you worked, tru- you worked in trucking for five years, four years? Um, It was roughly, I think actually almost five when I went back to Westminster to finish my graduate degree. Oh, so you went back to Pricey School I for did. Yeah. I did. That's, uh, that, that time I had to take out a loan. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Graduate school is very expensive. So, so had they, you don't, they don't quite give as much away. No, they don't give anything away for graduate school. At that point, they know they've got yeah. you. There's no yep, they know. You're hooked. You're coming back. So you go to graduate school. What would you yep. get your master's in or did you go for a doctorate? My MBA. Okay. So you got an MBA. So did you know what you were going to do then? No. Nope. Like, I, I did trucking for five years. I'm getting my MBA. I've got this plan. Yeah. I had no idea. What, actually, when I went back to school, I still had no idea what I wanted to do. I didn't know when I got out. Um, all I knew is I ended up pregnant with my daughter and I decided what I was doing wasn't necessarily the path I wanted to be on, but I didn't know what path I wanted to be on. So I opted to go back to school. I started, I started June, no, May, the end of May, roughly. I finished my semester June 26th for summer semester and I had my baby on July 4th. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Crazy person. So I finished up my master's in 18 months and my dad and I happened to be having a conversation about, okay, well, you're done with school. What are you going to do with your life? Like, I'm going to go back for a doctorate. I'm thinking maybe I'm going to go back. (laughs) No. (laughs) At that point, uh, I was tired. I mean, hopefully, like when you're going back for a PhD, you're hopefully like, you're, you know, 
you're probably going to be in academia the rest of your life. Exactly. That's generally what happens. And then two, like you probably have a real interest if you're doing a PhD. Yeah, that's very true. So uh, I, guess I can't I say I didn't school. consider it, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how did you decide to, I mean, did, is that the point where you decided to land on dog grooming and. Well, that was the point where we just sat down and had a conversation and I said, well, maybe I'll be a business owner. And he said, well, what do you want to do? <laughs> own a business. I don't know. Own a business. What? What? I have what a degree. I, I can I own do a business. I have a degree. What kind of business? I don't know. One that does business. <laughs> yeah. I want to import like, an export. It's like the little kid that's playing, playing job. Yeah. What's your yeah. work? Work. Exactly. <laughs> so you yeah. go to work. I, this is my work. <laughs> So he just happened to pipe up and say, well, I heard that dog grooming salon canine design is for sale. I kind of chuckled and he's like, no, I'm serious. Just buying a pre-made business. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, said, well, what's it going to hurt? Let's go take some time and look at it. So I went over, looked at it, made the offer and here I am. There you go. The beehive cigar. He was the same way. He wanted. Oh, yeah. He's like, I want to own a business, but I don't know what. So yeah. he got he got a broker and said, I'm looking for a business, and it's and like, what kind like, of business? One that does business. And so they found the cigar shop that was called something like I don't know something dumb, some of the fish on it. I don't know something. Anyway, and they're like, we found this cigar shop. Do you know anything about cigars? He's like, no, but I know a lot about business. So he bought this cigar shop, and he's done really well. I think he's had it yeah. for five. That's thinking he's longer had than f- that. No, because he was just bare. It only been open like a year or two when, when we interviewed out, him. Yeah. So. It's mm-hmm. not very long. We've yeah. been around for five years. So. Anyway, so. Fortunately, in my case, I had a background, so it wasn't <laughs> yeah. just throwing me in. That's, I mean, that's a, I, that's an interesting decision. So, do, I mean, I assume that you started off day one grooming yourself, right? Yeah, I did. I think I went in and I groomed like 12 or 13 dogs the first day. Oh. So when you bought. And my receptionist quit. Yeah, so. so when you bought the business, like, I mean, what a lot of people don't understand is yeah. when you buy a business like that. There's a whole bunch of different layers that you may buy. So you might just buy the name. Mm-hmm. You might buy, like in the restaurant business, sometimes you buy the name and the recipes. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you buy the stuff that's in the business. Sometimes you buy the employees. Yeah. Sometimes you just buy the name. <laughs> so like when... Sometimes you don't buy the name. Sometimes true. you buy the business and they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, but... We keep the name. We keep the name because we don't want you to... They, we don't want that anybody to think you're us. You cannot Correct. be the Olive Garden. So we're the Olive place to eat we're the the, uh similar to the national chain italian restaurant with breadsticks and salad so so what exactly did you buy when you bought the the business so basically i bought all the equipment the employees stayed and the clientele not the receptionist she quit yeah (laughs) yep she left so perfect example we'd already been clients there for five or six years when she took over. And up front, it was relatively seamless from my mm-hmm. point of view, as in it had been probably a year, year and a half before I even realized. Yeah, most people didn't know. Because there's a fair amount of your groomers that come and go, and I'm sure exactly. that's relative. So, you know, and, and how often do you see the owner? Well, not all that often. Mm-hmm. So to go in there and, and see some some of the same faces, but new groomers, you don't really think much yeah, of it. You so, don't think much about it. So from a consumer standpoint, it was pretty seamless. Yeah, we tried to make the transition extremely seamless because when you do make drastic changes... You people don't like it. it. Yeah, people don't like change. And so we tried to make it as smooth as possible. Um... I did not 
keep the name through the state. I am actually a DBA. So my company name is Canon International. And then we're a DBA is Canine yeah. Design Pet Grooming. Smart with the international. That's the well, and the legality of taking the name too. You know, someone owned it prior. You don't know what their background is. You don't want to get sued. No, you don't want to get sued. So we are just a DBA. So do you have like like a? It's harder to get insurance that way. This is interesting. It sounds like someone with a master's in business administration (laughs) bought a business. (laughs) Because you know what's crazy is how many people buy businesses and have no fucking idea what they're doing and don't know business. It's like I always say with like doctors because I'm in the medical space now doctors go to school for 12 years to learn how to be a doctor to learn how to do the same like 15 things really really well and perfect in their sleep they don't go to school to become business owners and most of them end up as business owners and it's a hard learning curve it's very hard it's the same thing with architects and we've talked about this before same thing i went to college with plenty of people who amazing architects Got out of school, started their own firm, and were bankrupt within a year and a half because they know they, they don't, don't know how to build. They nothing. don't know how to, and they don't know yeah. those things like yeah. being aware of when you buy a business. Like, how do you protect yourself from you know potential lawsuits and and previous liabilities and stuff like that? Yeah, fortunately, I grew up in a family-owned business. Yeah, you My said dad, your dad, dad was a vet. Yeah, right? he's a veterinarian. He owns Stone Ridge down in Riverton, and I grew up in that setting from the time I could walk. Um, so I learned everything, the ins, the outs. I managed the clinic very briefly from the time I graduated high school to when I went back to college. And I learned a lot from my parents. You know, I learned the struggles. I learned the pitfalls. What yeah. you don't want to yeah. do. Exactly what I don't want to do. What I do want to do. Yeah, anal gland expression. Yeah. Is that something you're into? Yeah, well, That's unfortunately. Like the worst, in, in my opinion, the worst part of grooming so, or vet care is So I don't know expression. if you know this about Kelly, but Kelly actually did that, did like did pet grooming for a while. Can you imagine Kelly doing that? Yeah, that's just, so that's you, remember, so you remember Dirty Jobs? You remember the show Dirty Jobs yeah. a number of years ago that was on? I did not know anal expressing was even a thing. Oh, yeah. How long have you owned dogs? Oh, forever. But And you didn't know that that was a thing? Well, I take it to the groomer or the vet. I don't Leah do had, Leah. Well, so do I. Do you think I've ever expressed an anal gland? Leah had to have hers expressed on a regular basis. So so it was it was dirty jobs. So it probably would have been around 2007, <clears throat> 2008, so something like that. Anyway, I saw that on dirty jobs where they did it. And I'm like, what? I didn't know that was a thing. So bad. (laughs) It's nasty. I remember one time I had Leah into the vet and Leah's our, our old dog. Uh, and they expressed her anal gland and it like sprayed all over the floor and they didn't fucking clean it up right away. And it smells so bad. (laughs) Get a paper towel and some spray. Clean this up. Like give me it. I'll clean it up. It's so See, gross. I will pay the $40 to not have to Oh, yeah. That. But it is not a good <laughs> That's why you do it in the tub with the water running. Yeah. There you go. There you go. You got to squeeze those little things right Well, you can usually bubble. tell when they're dragging their butt around the carpet that it's probably about time. That means it's impacted. You yep. know, most, most dogs don't have to have them expressed. It's yeah. very true. Most dogs poop Chopper normal. doesn't really. Ebo we sure haven't had did. to have. Ebo did like. We haven't had to have Phoebe's yet. Well, but once they do, like they it's pretty much always do if it happens. Thing. Yeah, once they get impacted, and well, and his at one point got impacted enough to where the vet had to do it, Ugh. and they had to like knock him out. Makes me think of like the tonsil stones that people get sometimes. Cool. You know, where like you have the like gross little bacteria things that harden the calcify in your tonsils. Yeah, I've seen that on Twitter. It's gross. You, like squeeze them out. That's what it... <laughs> that's like that's a like, in your tonsil. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're gross. They smell really bad too. 
Just, okay. just like anal glands, tonsil stones, and just anal glands. like anal glands. Ton- I'm sure tonsil stones and anal glands. <laughs> I okay. feel like there's a big difference. So, so yeah. you you decide to buy this business, and yep. and you buy basically everything, the the whole of the business, uh, and how. I mean, obviously, the receptionist hated you, um, but how did the ref, <laughs> rest of the staff? How did the rest of the staff take it? They transitioned fairly well. We just tried to make it as smooth as possible, and I went in there and became a team member. So the transition was pretty good. Uh, I lost one original, but she went to Washington, I believe. She moved away. The rest of them stayed for a while, and obviously, businesses have turnover. I don't have any originals left, but. Myself. You had the business yeah. for a long time, though. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going on eight years. Yeah, I mean that's. I, I wouldn't expect a you know just a regular line pet groomer to stay in the same place for eight years. Correct. That's a long People time. move. What, you know, like what's your average? Would you say for your groomers? How long do they stick around? It really depends on the person. You typically have a handful that stick around for years, and then you have a pretty high turnover. Yeah, on the other portion of I, them, and you guys train them, right? No. No. Periodically, I'll take an apprentice, but it's a big undertaking. So you prefer that they have grooming experience? I prefer experience. they have grooming experience. That's. I mean, think about all of the different dog breeds and all of the yep. things that you have to learn about. That that would be a monumental task. And then most likely, that person would take what they learned and leave. Is there like a, is there like a certificate program that you can get in dog breeding or dog, <laughs> dog grooming? Cause you know, like to be a, to be a, a barber or, mm-hmm. or cut hair, you technically need a license in, I think just about every state in the country, if not every state in the country. And you have to go to school for that or do an apprenticeship. Is there something like that when it comes to dog grooming or people just generally care less about their dogs? <laughs> <laughs> right now there is not, Damn. but there is a groomers association that is working on licensing. Oh, nice. Nice. That's good. Cause you don't want to take your dog to a shitty groomer cause they could come back with, yeah. with problems like legit problems, or they could get, you know, beat up while they're at the groomer. Yeah. Cause you see posts all there. the time about people. Oh, I'm starting a grooming business. Just be cautious. Yeah. Yeah. You want to go. I, I prefer that's... dogs that, that require very little grooming, but that one came with him. <laughs> you know he was fine I, I, that's why i like pipples yeah it's like eh, i'll give you a bath and you get kind of smelly well, and chopper was, if i don't walk you enough maybe i'll go get your nails trimmed but chopper's 14 years old and he was fine for the first 11 on his own in fact even just it's really only been no, the last even couple pro- years it, even no i think even just the last year or so that he's because we were posting pictures her gotcha day was just a few like last week <laughs> And he was posting pictures and you could like literally see the difference in like his ears where they were full where now I just have to kind of cut mats out because I try and brush him and he's like, absolutely not. You are not touching me. I don't care. And then just the the shine of his coat, Mm -hmm. just much, much shinier. Now he's just kind of dull. He just, he's just like, I don't care. Don't touch me. Leave me alone. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to touch there. So what are the, some of the challenges? Like, obviously you're going to get about every breed under the sun. Mm-hmm. What are some of the challenges that, that you face dealing with all of these dogs, Little dogs. or cats? <laughs> you do cat grooming? <laughs> we do. Well, okay, it's, hold on. It's like an extreme Jeremy, sport sometimes. Your question has to wait. I need to hear okay. about cat Have grooming. Have you not seen cat grooming? I've never seen cat grooming. I need to hear about cat grooming. Yeah. Give me the lowdown. Yeah, cat grooming can be an extreme sport sometimes. <laughs> um, you know, basically we do the same thing. We shave some down if... 
they end up getting matted or the owners prefer not to have the hair. We bathe them, dry them, brush well, them out, do Sinatra. their nails. Remember Sinatra? Do you, do you put them in the same like like neck holster and they no. stand there like nicely for you? Oh, absolutely not. So do you we do, take a cookie sheet and like <laughs> hold it over the sink when you're filling it? sheet? You mean the the cooling rack? Is that what you're talking no, about? No, I mean a cookie sheet. Uh, I don't know <laughs> they, how you would wash under that. Their claws can get through a cooling rack. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> so she's used a cooling rack. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm just I kidding. Have. She's now. Na- oh, whoa! Now she admitted that. I was just kidding before. <laughs> Hey, I like cookies. <laughs> she puts cookies on them so the kitties that's have a, a cookie. That's a da- I mean, some cats don't care. Some cats absolutely love water. Yeah, like Sinatra was groomed from when he was a baby, and so he was good at it. He was just used to it. Yeah. So, but you like actually bathe them? And- we do. We put what's called a figure eight harness on them around their front half of their body. It goes around their front legs, their neck, their chest. It's a safety precaution because they are not like dogs. If you looped them around the neck, the first thing they would do is try to choke themselves to death. (laughs) That's Um, why they have those safety clasps. That's that's why I don't have regular calls. Sorry, the cat hung itself. This this grooming is free. (laughs) No charge for this one. Yeah. Here's a coupon for BOGO next time. <laughs> oh wow! Wow. Okay. Anyway, remember how far. we were talking about having a different business name? So anyway, we have a figure eight harness going on this yes, kitty. Yes. So we start out. A lot of times we have two people work on a cat just because of the safety issues. You know, cats are very dangerous in an uncomfortable situation. You take them to a new place, they immediately don't like it. We do have some that come in that we pamper and they're wonderful. We have no issues, but I would say 60% come in Oh wow, nervous. That's, that's actually yeah. less than I, I, or well, more also, than I expected. I expected a, yeah. a far. You're also bringing number. them into an environment full of dogs. Exactly. Yeah. So we have to be very careful when we do groom a cat from the standpoint of a dog reacts, scares the cat. The cat is now. A wall. Like if we well, bring Phoebe in, are, she'll try and play with the cat. And yeah, I don't think yeah. the we have gonna... we have two cats. So. <laughs> but like, like my mom was hospitalized because of a uh, was cat it a bite? bite? Yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. Because it, like, it broke the whatever this membrane thing is or whatever, like on her, her arm. hands walled up. Yeah, and she had to, she had to be hospitalized for several days because cat she's bites older are and, yeah. equivalent to They're severe they, infection. They have really really hardcore bacteria in their saliva. Yes, yeah. they do. Their nails aren't great either. They're, no. they're basically like the snakes of the mammal world <laughs> with their venomous bites. What? No venom, though. Just, just nasty mouths. Okay, so you can go back to Jeremy's question. The challenge. So the, oh, okay. The, 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 all of the challenges. One of the challenges, I think, is matted dogs. Mm. We see a lot of matting, and I think that it comes from education. People buy a dog from a breeder, backyard breeder, pet store, wherever they get it from. They aren't educated on how to take care of their dog. So they come in, their dog's matted. They don't understand why. They don't understand how this happened. Their breeder didn't educate them. They're like, I've got this yes. poodle and I haven't groomed it in five years. And she gets Dude, into it only the, takes a few like months. She I gets into the sticker patch it's in the backyard quick. on occasion. And it's like, I see those dogs. Patch. They don't even need that. Like mm-hmm. if you've got a curly haired oh, yeah. dog, man. They mat up fast. It's dreadlocks for dogs. Yeah. <sighs> 
the picture, the whole. You can do that intentionally. You can, and then it's fine. It's just the unintentional dreadlock. Oh yeah, one of my best friends has a Hungarian poolie. There you go. Those those are the ones. Yep. But like little chopper over here that I'm talking about, like he has like all of this like curly hair, and it gets by his collar. And then, like, I try and brush him, and he doesn't like it. And then every once in a while, he'll, like, get a paw stuck. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how did I miss so that? Because I'm, like, constantly, like, okay, do you have any mats? Do you, what are you groom doing? the poolie? I personally friend? do not. I referred it to a friend of mine <laughs> that has experience. That's, like, a but it serious is corded. Dog. It's, yes. It's, so if you guys don't know what a Hungarian poolie is, they're the dogs that look like mops. Like, old school, like, janitor mops that are gray. Those like are just old school strands. people still they use They're corded. Yeah, they, that's the dog. Just look it up, but that's the they're dog. They're super cute. I just can't imagine. Like, I need low-maintenance dogs. Yeah, they can't see through their own hair. And so... <laughs> That's a thing. So, so mat- matted dogs are the biggest challenge. I would say so. And how do you how do you take care of it? I mean, you got to shave it out. You have to shave and... them out, and that's the hardest thing to explain to somebody like, is hey, why we have to shave your dog. You know, for us, sending out adorable, cute haircuts is the best because that reflects very well on us. So when we have to shave a dog, we're disappointed too, but we would rather not torture, injure. A dog for vanity. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but do you guys do the spray paint stuff on the dogs? <laughs> you know, I have one girl that is getting into creative grooming. She has a couple corgis and Raven. Yeah. So the corgis. When you go to the shop, if she's there, she's got a two little corgis. Julia might have a picture of them, and one. Yeah. So they're like little tiger stripes and stuff, and she's always doing fun and cool things with it. They are so cute. <laughs> yeah, I they see that. Like I'm a like, little, on, that's a little pride up. furry. I follow yes. a groomer on TikTok that I absolutely love, and she has um, a standard poodle, and she dyes its hair, and she does mm-hmm. its top knot and stuff. But because she's a groomer, like the dog gets like, you know, yeah, top notch, over the top care. Like the dog always pretty much looks pristine. But and so people ask her, so she's like. I'll post some pictures like the next time I have her go swimming or whatever. And she comes out and I'm thinking, yeah, strike poodle off my list. Because like I said, I like low maintenance so what's dogs. The, what's the worst matting that you've encountered? Because I've seen like those horror pictures of like dogs that, that are dreadlocked that don't even on, look like on dogs. accident. Yeah, yeah. They don't look like dogs and they have to like cut everything off very carefully. Yeah, we've had a lot of severe cases come in. Uh a friend of mine several years ago rescued three dogs from their neighbors and they were literally pelted. The whole dogs were like one big matted dreadlock. It came off in a sheet. We actually see coats come off in a sheet quite often. Ugh, but wild. doesn't like us, like skin issues come with Absolutely. that too? Like dry skin, sores, Mange, things like that. Redness, yeah. um, irritation. They can end up with skin infections because if you think about it, the water gets under the matting and then it sits at the skin, especially in the winter time. That's why year-round grooming is so important. You can't just groom your dog in the summertime. You have to groom them year-round. Your dog will also be more cold in the wintertime. If they are matted and they get wet, they are cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, almost, you don't, I'm sure, but you almost want to call people on that and be like, 
It, you don't want to discourage them though when yes. they finally do bring the dog yes. in. We try to educate. That is our number one like, hey, thing is education. You should really bring him in in like two months. Here's exactly. the kind of brush we recommend yes. in between groomings, that kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I groom my cat, my one cat. He really, really likes it and he rolls around. What about uh, what about fleas and ticks? Do you see those come in? We do not see a lot of fleas and ticks. Very rarely do we ever see a flea and Utah tick. Utah isn't a huge nope, but it's... we see lice. <gasps> I didn't even know dogs could get lice. Oh, they yeah. can. It is not the same as human lice. Typically, can, can it transfer to humans though? No. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I mean, obviously, I they can get good, on but, you, yeah. but they you, they will never live on you. You're not a host for them. Yeah. Chickens are very common. Out at daybreak is a very common place as well because they have the ponds. They have all of the fowl. So if we see a dog that has lice, my first question is, do you live in daybreak? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because most people wonder where it comes from. Where does your child get lice? You know, other children. Where does the initial child get lice? We don't really know. It just keeps getting passed around. How do you treat that? Dirty ass home. Is it like a shampoo? Is it like well, a- we send the dogs home because obviously it is they contagious. They can't have it because oh. yeah, we can't just have like it a in the salon, salon. Won't treat a like a a, if you, a person salon. If you roll into fantastic Sam's with lice, they're like, get the get fuck out. out. Get out. Yeah, <laughs> I refer them to my dad, <laughs> and yeah. I. I oh, send so the they bugs can take to it to a yeah. vet. Well, they have to be treated. They have to have first. shampoo. It's just like humans. Yeah. They have to comb through the hair, get all the little eggs, give them special shampoos. Like. It's a little bit different with dogs, fortunately. Yeah. You can use a topical. Oh, So nice. they have, it's a flea and tick treatment. It just has to be approved for lice. Nice. Hmm. Nice. And then they can bring them back. Yes. Once they're clean. That's interesting. I didn't realize that we didn't really have much of a flea and tick. Oh, you didn't? Oh, I mean, yeah, I knew that. I don't have like fleas and ticks. Like uh, the backyard here is not a flea and tick haven, but I've lived in. You know, as you get out in the fields and stuff, if you take your dogs out there, I would assume there's there's ticks out there and up in the mountains. Mm, yeah, yeah. Ticks are nasty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the yeah. fleas are the fleas are whatever. Like they're they suck. Fleas suck, but ticks yeah, they're gross. are nasty. Well, I mean. Mm-hmm. Carry disease. disease yeah. Lyme disease is Rocky Mountain. I once had a I once had a cat yeah. that had ringworm. That was nasty. Yeah, it's yeah. Rocky gross. Rocky Mountain fever is bad. We have a friend. That so had some yeah, we had a uh, fever. Our friend um, has Malamutes, like papered Malamutes and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and two sets of Malamutes ago, I think, her one of their dogs had Rocky Mountain fever that they had to mm. constantly be. Treating and staying yeah. on top of. and So what's your favorite breed to work with? Australian Shepherds. Is that even a question? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and why would that be? I've had the breed my whole life. Is it your favorite breed on the planet? Absolutely. Uh, and and so you show dogs, right? I do. And are your do you show Aussies then? No, she shows pitbulls. <laughs> well, I just wondered. I just want to make sure that this is like all the way through because I love Aussies too. Yeah, he, that's what that's what he wants, and I wanted a bigger dog. So I told him the next time we it's time to get a dog, we'll talk about they it. They sure are pretty. They are beautiful. Oh, beautiful. We used to have a red one up the street that used to chase the snow when its owner would shovel. He'd throw it up in the air and you could watch him mm-hmm. like spin and twist and try and get the oh, snow. Yeah. So I didn't have an Australian Shepherd, but I had a red healer Basenji mix. Uh-huh. She was the coolest dog and she never barked because of the Basenji. 
That's none, nice. Her whole life, I never heard her bark once. Wow. <laughs> I need that dog. I know. Well, Basenjis are like... They don't bark. They, they don't bark. They yodel. Yeah, they, they howl like a... They howl better than a like beagle, but they don't bark. So how did you get into dog showing? I actually started out horse showing when I was young. And around the age of five, my mom said to my dad, I wouldn't mind having an Australian Shepherd show dog. So my dad obliged and bought her one from a breeder in California and it's history from there. Mm. So have you, so, so you've just shown them your whole life. I too. have ever since five years old. Did, have you ever seen that, that movie, Best of Breed? Best in Show. Oh, Best in Show. Absolutely. Is that the one with the wiener dog? No, well, uh, maybe. But it's, no. The, the guy's got two left feet, literally. And it's like, it's like, it, it's making fun of dog breeding, but it's so hilarious because of how, yeah. like, serious some people take it. So, it, that show makes me how sick. does the dog breeding circuit work? Because I only know of, like, the American Kennel Club dog mm-hmm. show that they show on, like, I don't know, Thanksgiving. Whenever, yeah, whenever it is, it's like, it's like, it's right after the parade. Yeah, it's like, it it's like, it's like four days of dog show that are on a channel that, like, I'm like, why is there a dog show on this channel? And then there's a winner. And then there's but a that's, yeah. that's it. Like, I know, like, pageantry, like, for people, like, there's freaking pageants for everything everywhere. It's insane. It's correct. Yeah. Towns of like 4,000 people have pageants for little girls. It's ridiculous. But I don't know about dogs. Like, what is the dog show circuit like? So I compete in confirmation, which is basically the beauty pageant of dog shows. They do have other areas, obedience, rally, agility, herding that you can participate There's in. There's a really good herding show yeah. in Heber every Soldier year. Hollow. Oh, yes. yeah. That's like next week, isn't it's it? It's pretty quick. It's yeah. not yeah, a yeah, watching fall. dogs herd. That's right. I should, yeah. I should see if I can get tickets and go this year. Yeah. I love herding dogs. I competed in herding when I was younger, but really? I have two left feet like the guy on the <laughs> show, show. <laughs> and I am a terrible our handler Phoebe, in herding. Our Phoebe is part herding dog, and she likes to herd things. This like week's the title, Two Left Feet. <laughs> so, so, My two left feet. So the show circuit for, for you, what is that like? like? Are there a lot of shows locally? Do you have to travel quite a bit? So there are not a lot of shows locally. We compete in two different registries. So we compete in the AKC and we also compete in the Australian Shepherd Club of America. It is our original single breed registry, which dates back to being recognized way prior than the American Kennel Club had recognized Australian Shepherds. Um, so we compete in both for AKC. We now have four weekends a year and ASCA, we have three. So we spend a lot of time traveling around the country. I've been back to Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show. I have been to the national championships in Florida. We also went when it was down in Long Beach as well. I've been probably to about 36 states showing dogs. Ah. So, so So for the beauty part, you're just... They're, they just need to look a certain way and walk a certain way or it's just it's supposed to be judged off of comparison to the breed standard. So, for instance, the Australian Shepherd has a specific breed standard. They're supposed to look a certain way, move a certain way, have this kind of coat, have this exactly. kind of undercoat, have this Shape kind of, of tail, the eye, yeah. the feet, things like that. Sounds like the Stepford wives. <laughs> So, so when you're, when you go to these shows, so you have like these four shows a year, let's just use AKC, mm-hmm. you have four shows a year. How do you end up in like the Westminster show? Because it's not a show with like 40,000 dogs. No. Right? You probably have to qualify to get into it. So is it one of these other shows that qualifies you or? So Westminster is a limited entry show. I 
can't remember the exact number. It depends on where it's held. Like this year, it was at Lindhurst Manor in New York, and I believe it was $4,500. do not hold me to that. We didn't go this year. Previously, when it's held in Madison Square Garden and the piers, I want to say the limit's $2,500. So they invite the top five in the breed. So basically, they rank you off of breed points. So how many other Australian Shepherds you beat and the top five get invited. And then after that, they open up the entries. Entries fill very, very quickly. It's like opening up tickets for the Super Bowl. So how do they get the top people. five? It's just competitions throughout yep. the rest it's of the... It's just who shows the most and who wins the most, who beats the most number of dogs. A point per dog defeated. Wow. Wow. That's that's kind of crazy. Yeah. So what what is it about showing dogs that you like? What 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 is it about it that you continue to do it all the time? I think the biggest thing is I have such a strong passion for animals. They have been my life ever since I was a child. And the bond between you and your dog going out there competing, I'm not sure that there's a greater feeling. And then with success added on top of that, when you are extremely competitive, like we are as a family, it just makes it twice as so good. So if, if your dog doesn't win, do you like punish them? Oh, absolutely no. not. Why would you absolutely You're in the not. kennel the whole ride home. Nope. The way I look at it is win, lose, or draw, I take the best dog home. That's awesome. And everybody should feel that way when you're going. Glue factory for you. No. That's a horse. I'm a dog glue. You don't no, know that's that. What, that's what she did I do know that. The they do make pizzas out of it. Remember that pizza place in New York that got shut down because they were substituting dog meat with their hamburger? I do not yeah. remember that. Anyway. That would have been fine in I try Asia. not to think about things like that. <laughs> that would have been fine in Asia. They were in Asia. But some places they eat horses. Some places they eat dogs. Some places they don't eat cows. I honestly don't know why we don't eat horse in this country. There's so many. There really are. There's I've a tried lot. it. I, I mean, it's not just, intentionally. I mean, it's just me. They eat it in Canada. <laughs> they eat it a lot in France. Like it's just they a use weird... it to feed like zoo animals. Yeah, it's a weird thing in the U.S. that we don't eat it. I don't because they were our mode of transportation for so long. I guess I don't know. Yeah, who cares? I think maybe because they're technically considered a pet. Yeah, you which know, is... We don't eat dogs. We don't eat cats. They're they are companion pets. animals. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess. We Whereas eat... in other countries... They're not. They're, yeah, they're Lots not. They're used for, for working. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I can see that. Well, that's interesting. Uh, I'm guessing like the, the dogs that you, you guys use at the shows, those aren't coming from puppy mills, I'm assuming. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, we raise all of our own Australian I, I, shepherds. I hear that dog show people really support puppy mills. Too. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> puppy mills are horrible places. They are. They just breed the Don't crap out of Don't support puppy mills, people. Well, the problem is like, Okay, so Australian Shepherds is a, they're a really, really smart breed. And thank God they're not the most popular breed in the world because exactly. they would not be so smart anymore, which would detract from how awesome of a dog they are. Cause then we have things like what happened to the Dalmatian yeah. back in like the seventies and eighties. Like Dalmatians got bred into literal stupidity because they were just inbred at puppy mills and stuff. And we're seeing, I personally think we're seeing that with doodles now with like the golden doodles. The- Doodling they're, everything. Well, they're just, they're, they're such. Doodling everything. They have been the most popular dog out there for years. I still don't know why. I still don't see the physical appeal in them. Oh, they're super I think sweet. that they're super they're, cute. They're hypoallergenic, people well, think. There are no hypoallergenic animals. They all have dander. I know. But who 
poodles, so people don't think about poodles this way because people think of poodles as the little teeny tiny poodles. But a standard poodle is a hunting dog. Mm -hmm. Like they're a working dog. They're big. Yeah. And And they're awesome. So then people were like, well, we like this, the benefit of this, but we don't want the look of a poodle. Because, I mean, honestly, I... I don't care for the look of a poodle. They're fine. Have you ever seen a doodled poodle? <laughs> They're beautiful. They look just like a doodle. Right. But I mean, for the, the most poodle. part, just the way a, a standard poodle is supposed to be groomed and look, it's just not my yes. cup of tea. That, and yeah, so I'm, people started I, I doing one. what you're talking about. Yeah. Like they started grooming them differently. And then they're like, well, what if we breed it with this other dog? Or what if we do this? And my daughter is, she's got her degree in animal biology and Right now, she's working for a dog trainer in Denver, and she's like, I hate the doodles. I hate all the doodle breeds. They're dumb. They're annoying. They just... And That's their owners my, are dumb and annoying. That's my point. They're, they're getting... And I can say this. You do not have to say anything the, or... The, or you know, but this is, that's how I feel. Well, that's where I think, that's unfortunately where I think the breed is going because they, they have to inbreed them. They've not been around that long. And so the only way you continue to get them is by breeding them with way too close of relatives oftentimes. And that's what makes them dumb. And they're getting there. They're very, some of them aren't, but a lot of them are really dumb now. <laughs> <laughs> but they're such sweet dogs. They really are. We always joke that a dumb dog is what you put into it. Those who train their dogs, that's true. they have a better dog. If you spend the time, no matter what breed it is, if you put the effort in when they are a puppy, you will have a great dog. You know, I've had Australian Shepherds that aren't as bright as some of my others. But at the end of the day, when I put the effort in, they are just as competent as any other dog. We have nationally ranked obedience dogs, and there are some that come by it naturally, and they are good from day one. But then... Others have had to work harder, but they have, have accomplished as much or more. It's just setting a strong foundation, being a good owner, taking them to training. Don't just buy a puppy and take it home. Oh, no. So That's such a bad One idea. thing that I've always promoted is kennel training. Yes. You've got to kennel train. We have- well, even if you don't continually use it for the rest of their lives, the fact that when you take them to be groomed, when you take them to the vet, when you have to maybe board them, those are all times when a kennel is probably 100% going to be used. And if your dog sees it as a punishment or a terrible thing, that's just not good. Our dogs just walk into their kennels and lay yep. down. So do my Rocky does, which I, I can't speak Rocky for. rocks into Phoebe's kennel, and that's so the funniest that thing in the, the world. Thing. So when they were watching them a couple weeks ago... Rocky, little tiny Rocky, goes into Phoebe's kennel, mm-hmm. buries herself in there, and she sends me a picture of Phoebe looking in. Like, what are you doing in there? Kind of looking at like, nope, I've claimed it. <laughs> and it's yeah. the giant kennel because our dog is 75 <laughs> exactly. pounds. But, you know, Rocky's well, 12. So That creates a safe zone, though. That, it is a very safe that's, zone. That is, that is that animal's safe zone that nobody else can get to, nobody else gets yeah. into, and they know it. And, I mean, there's plenty of times during the day when Rocky will just wander down to his kennel. Yeah, Chopper sleeps in his Go to bed. sleep in it. Yeah, yeah, well, and the cats sleep in the dog's kennels, too. It's think a little about, safe space. Yeah, exactly. Safe space. Think about a tragedy like Hurricane Ida. Isn't that what it yeah, was? Mm-hmm. Ida just just hit. Know. And guess what? There are going to be thousands of displaced animals, and if they aren't kennel trained, their life is going to be miserable. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, it's... 
it's just a foundation. Like you guys said, you don't have to use it every day. It's not punishment, but it is safety. It is security. Those that are kennel trained can go in there and they feel comforted. Oh my gosh. And you want to not have an anxiety riddled dog that has separation anxiety? Kennel train them. Yes. Kennel train them. And then when you leave the house and they go to their kennel for the, for the four hours you're gone or whatever, that's safe. They're used to that. They're used to being apart. And even if you work at home, kennel train them. Stick them to kennel for four hours yeah. while you're working in the other room. So I, I work primarily from home. But if I leave the house, dogs go in the kennel. Mm-hmm. And they know it. And I mean, for the most part, I can say, go lay down and they'll just go right in. Yeah, and we tell down. ours to go to bed. They're fine. They don't yeah. freak out. And they come back and they're fine. And When we well, tell our dogs honest. to go to bed, that's where they go. Up to their kennels. Well, I'll be honest. I like my house. Yeah. I don't want to come home to destruction. And the number one reason for destruction is separation anxiety yeah. mm-hmm. or and a bored dog like yeah, you're, you're gone dog. longer than you expect and your dog's like i'm gonna eat the couch today yeah. let me just chew on the corner of this thing what on everything and, yeah yeah that's the other thing is usually dogs unless they're sick they don't they don't go to the bathroom where they sleep and so mm-hmm. they're more apt to hold, hold their bladder hold whatever they have to do until you come home so the other nice thing is is like so in Phoebe's kennel, she just has a, a pad and a blanket. When we kennel or when we board her, they have us bring the blanket. So we don't have to take the kennel and all that stuff. But then they just, they throw her blanket in the kennel and it's not her kennel, but it becomes her exactly. kennel. Smells like home. Yeah. yeah. So, it, you know, if she's there and she's feeling a little anxious or whatever, because we're not around, she just goes into the kennel where her blanket is. It's... It's a nice, nice thing to have. And it's good. Like we had our house being worked on and we had windows being done and we had HVAC and stuff being put in. And when there are people outside and inside, you can't just like right now, our dogs are outside and they're fine. But if you've got people that are coming in and in and out of your house, you can't just put your dogs out in the backyard because somebody might let your dogs out. So we were able to put her in the kennel. And when we put her in the kennel and then we shut the bedroom door just to kind of keep the sound on or whatever. She wasn't barking. She wasn't growling. She was just like, oh, I'll just go to sleep. Yeah. So outside Australian Shepherds, which that's a that's a great breed. What's your next favorite breed of dog? Ooh, standard Chowini, poodles. Right? Chowinis. <laughs> okay, it's Sta- Rocky. <laughs> Sta- standard poodles. Then, really? Yeah, standard poodles. They are poodle. brilliant. They are so smart. They are fun. They're confident. I think they're beautiful dogs. They I don't. I don't like them. I don't like their long. I like noses. the big, like long poodles when they'll like do the little pom poms on their feet. Mm, but like we're talking about, but the little yeah. grandma poodles. We're talking about a standard poodle, which is the big one. Yeah, I know the, the little, one. the little the toy French poodles is what My they're grandma called. Had uh-uh. No, toy poodles are little, little. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're picking up a standard poodle puppy this week. Oh, yeah. nice. Our friends have, what did John and Jody get the mix of? So Boston, I, yeah, it's Boston. a Boston Terrier Pitbull mix. And it's the cutest little thing. I like don't a, understand how they did that. But, I <laughs> but mean, they're cute. You can yeah. breed anything. Yeah. <laughs> really, if you, you want can. to. But they I don't, don't recommend it, but <laughs> I don't. don't always turn and I, out yeah, right. I, d- I don't know. But this is like, this was like two or three generations in. So like the mother and the father were similar sizes. So, uh, but they're, they're, they're like the size of Boston Terriers and yeah. they've got, very pit bull looks to them as well. They're so. they're pretty they're pretty cute. I I am a big dog lover. Like I love my little my little chopper and Rocky's sweet. And we have lot lots of friends that have little dogs, but 
I just prefer a big dog that I can wrap my arms around like a human, that I can lay on like a pillow, that I can walk around and pet its head without bending over. I just, I just like a bigger dog. I just think that they're... I'm the um, same. They're more work. Oh, my God. They so are. They are more work, work because... Even though some people are okay with them jumping on them, you know, others aren't. And when you have a 75 pound dog out. jump on you, it's not as easy to. But it's, oh, it's like, okay, it's like when you come in, like Rocky's jumping on you. And, and you're it's not like, a big oh, deal. whoops. He's a whole foot tall when he's 75 pound you know? dog jumps on someone. However, and I say this knowing that there are people in the room that have little dogs, including mine. Bugs me that there's a double standard. Like, oh, it's okay that I carry around my little teeny tiny dog, and that my little teeny tiny dog jumps on you and barks at you. It's fine. But my 75 pound dog, she is just oh. as sweet. But because she's 75 pounds, people are like, you just keep that dog. It makes me mad. It's, it's frustrating. the whole the dog could overpower you if it. It really doesn't matter. Two thing. Little dogs bite more than big dogs. Oh, too. for sure. <laughs> there are definitely and more aggressive. They're more annoying. And they drive me up the wall. I just hate it. It just bugs me. It's just a... You know what bugs me? It's my thing. Is when I go into a store and I see all the people carrying around their damn dogs in their hands. Like grocery stores. Just because your dog is little does not mean you get to carry it into the store. The store still says it's not a service dog. Don't bring it in. Like when did that... Sometime in the last 10 years that just became like, now you can just fucking take your dog wherever you want now. Yeah. And I... Like I would love to take my dog wherever I want. But it's not appropriate. Like now it's the little bubble backpacks. With the cats? Well, I saw someone carrying their teeny tiny little chihuahua in it the other day, and it had on bow and a necklace bubble and a dress. Backpacks? Yeah, you it's know, a clear dome. <laughs> the yeah. poor baby was like roasting it, just trying to shove cat? its nose out the tiny Yeah, my daughter, my, our daughter carries her cat around. No. But she does, it's not a bubble. It's it's one that's made so that when it's if like she a, ever like travels, backpack, mm-hmm. she mesh. can have, yeah. she can, it's it's rated for airplanes. Oh, and that's stuff. why I have one. Yeah. I flew to Texas to pick up our toy poodle. Oh, nice. And I had the little alien backpack. And yeah. she'd poke her little head out and look like she was in a spacesuit. <laughs> well, my my daughter's cat is a dog. He plays fetch. He goes hiking. Like he, you put on a harness and he goes hiking. Like he he's essentially a dog. And so when she graduated, I got her one of those backpacks mm-hmm. because I think eventually she'll probably get a, something that's certified for like as a as an animal that she can travel with, just because they really do calm her down um so i'm like i'm getting you one that's actually like a real like this is meant to be you can take him on the plane ever if we need to do that yeah yeah they're cute they're cute she loves it she still thinks it's one of the best gifts she's ever got (laughs) because she can take him around and it's and it's easy like if she has to go to the vet or whatever to have the animal on her back instead of trying to like tote it or whatever so so what what advice do you have for people uh in the grooming space uh what what advice do you have for people to take care of their pets better bring your puppy in when they are young number one as soon as they have their second set of vaccines, get them in for a groom. Even it's if like they don't need a full man. groom, we can do a puppy cut. I like the, the get, bath idea for the It's a get to know ya, you know? Yeah. But I guess the, the sooner you get dogs into that situation, yes. the sooner they're desensitized. Yes. And, and then, a lot of the doodle breeders are telling them don't have them groomed until a year, which is a big myth. You need to get them in young. You need to get them used to us. You need to learn proper maintenance, brushing, combing, nails. care. Do for they the think coat, that they just nails. don't mat at that I, young of an age? Honestly, or? I am not sure what is behind that theory. <laughs> Some have said it damages coats, but 
most of your doodles, depending on what their cross is, they are half poodle. Poodles get haircuts from the time they are little tiny poodles. Until so, the time they die. Yeah. So even it's not going to damage their coat. If you don't cut them, you can bathe them. Correct. And yeah. Clip their nails. Bathe and get them. them used dry to them. Get them used well, to and almost, I feel like almost every dog probably needs a little bit of a sanitary cut, too. Mm-hmm. Like, Phoebe doesn't. It just nature of the way her hair is and she's a girl but like chopper that's probably the thing that i miss the most because as he's aged like he's just super super grumpy and he so we'd like drag him in and be like okay let's at least just get a sanitary cut for you dude because it it's it's icky it's nasty exactly what about uh what about um what's your favorite dog to groom personally oh I know you've got a corgi lover in, in the salon. I mean, obviously my favorite dog to groom is an Australian Shepherd, but so, that's kind they're, of a cop they're excluded. out. They're excluded. So, oh, what do I like to groom next? It's the Probably, cats, right? The Probably cats. like a fat little Yorkie. I, oh, I know that sounds so strange, cute, but like they're chubby and their haircuts really nice. And the Yorkie heads are so much fun to do. I love trimming. A cute little chubby Yorkie. What about huskies? Do you love huskies? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> have, you, have you watched the grooming video I've, of the girl that narrates the I, husky in the tub and he's singing his husky songs? I mean, any of, it's true. Any of those breeds, and like yeah. huskies and malamutes, their coats are, they're, they have like two and three coats, like super thick hair yeah. that has to come out, like, Oh, yeah, they need to come in as often as a small dog does for proper maintenance. When we get them in and they're once a year dogs, it is so hard on them. It's hard on us as groomers. They have to call the plumber after the bath. (laughs) Yeah, basically. We had a Malamute when Julia was little rock or stone. stone. Holy cow. You'd brush that thing in the summertime every day. And it wouldn't matter. You'd make a whole cat out of what you make a sweater every day. They do. Yeah. So my friends that have the Malamutes, they actually knew somebody for a while that spun yarn and they have a mm-hmm. skein of uh, their Malamutes hair because you can. Oh, yeah. You can. You can weave yeah. It. You can. I know people who weave it into like little figurines of yeah, your I think, breed. I think this person made stuff. That's creepy. And they just donated the hair because they didn't care. But the lady like just gave them a skein so that they. They would just have it. It's yeah. just kind of creepy to me. Make sweaters and stuff. It's like making dolls Why? out of human hair. So what do you think wool is? Yeah. I know what wool is. Okay, so why is a dog's hair creepier? I don't know. It's <laughs> a lot cleaner than a <laughs> sheep. <laughs> yeah, I mean they have I feel to... like it's probably less itchy too. Wool is itchy yeah. as heck. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. You should just raise sheep to eat them cuz lamb is so good. <laughs> <laughs> they don't cut the hair off of those ones. <laughs> they just cut them up and feed them. Okay, to you. we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about you. Okay, so how can how can people find your 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 salon and and get services? So you can call us. Our number is 801-446-7996. You can visit our website, which is k9designpetgrooming.com. We are on Facebook. You can do online booking. Yeah. Excellent. One last question for you, we'll let you go. Uh, what's the most interesting or unique thing that you've discovered about Utah in your life here? Oh, I don't know. I've lived here. That's a hard one to answer. Well, because when you live, yeah, but when you live here, you don't really you take it for, find it for interesting. Advantage. Yeah, you take, take it, it for, for granted. granted. That's what I meant. Um, 
What's something like I if someone was going to come here? What would you tell them? Like if somebody's visiting, and what would where would you here. take them? Or well, obviously Park City. It's beautiful. It's a fun little town. It's a little different than the rest yeah. of the state. Yeah. If you go downtown, obviously Temple Square is beautiful to visit, but that's more of a religious aspect. I don't the know. We salt admire lake, the architecture. The salt flats are pretty awesome. Yeah, the salt flats I mean, are yeah, great. Yeah, they're pretty great. So, so there's lots of awesome stuff in this. Yeah, state, there people. is a lot of awesome stuff. That's why if we you're like in you southern said. Utah, Angels Landing, you have to do the hike if you're not scared of heights. Or do I, it. I, I kind did. of want to, but yeah. Oh, it's Chris amazing. Won't do it. Do it. They're going to put a lottery system in for it. They now. are. Oh, there's too many people going up there. I guess we got lucky. We went yeah. a couple yeah, years ago. Our friend ago. Angie's gone a couple times. Yeah, they're. Uh, they're they're starting to restrict access just because way too many people going wow. up it, and several people a year are dying. Yeah, because so. that's because they're stupid. Yeah, well, <laughs> you don't need a selfie hanging off the edge of the stupid <laughs> cliff, moron. You're gonna fall. It's several thousand feet down. You're not. I love live. to. I love to go up. Um, when you're going up the canyons and you see the people that are um camping on the side of the, like the cliffs and stuff, where you see the tent and stuff set up. Yeah. That's cool. I don't think I could ever bring myself to do that. I don't know that I'm I could. terrified of heights. But it would be amazing, I think, just one time to do it. You wouldn't sleep. You'd be No, whole... I'd be like shivering, wondering when fright. my rope was going to break. Afraid to roll over. Yeah. I well, mean... you're in a tent, dude. You're yeah, like. It's like plastic you're to the You're not side. really yeah, much but... of a tent. You're basically in a sleeping bag. It's no, well, they're Hanging. like little shelters, but they're like surrounded like a little. Yeah, you can call it whatever you want. That's a big no for me. That's a yeah. hard yep. no. <laughs> that ain't a step outside and stretch sort of tent. <laughs> uh, well, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. It's been a great conversation. Well, thanks again to our, our guest, Jennifer Cannon. Go get your dogs groomed. Um, don't wait. They need it lots, like once a week. Um, <laughs> Maybe not I'm once a week. But. Uh, I did forget to mention earlier, I wanted to talk about this because it's really big news and I'm a giant RSL fan. So last week, um, two days ahead of the Vancouver Whitecaps game, I believe it was two days ahead of it. Like you are correct, sir. Game was on Sunday and I think it was announced Friday or Thursday. Uh, Freddie Juarez, the head coach of Real Salt Lake, quit. Yeah, Brighton was excited. Uh, quit. I was <laughs> we very excited. excited. I, I think he was not the right coach for the team. Um, there's a lot of reasons, and I won't spend lots of time on it here, um, but it's very Utah-oriented. So uh, the team went to Vancouver, got smashed. Incidentally, and I don't know that this has ever happened. I know it's never happened in Major League Soccer. I don't know if it's ever happened in any other major soccer league around the world, but Vancouver Whitecaps fired their head coach, on the same day that Freddie Juarez resigned. Hmm. And so we had two teams that both lost lost their head coach on the same day, like two days ahead of competing against each other. Uh, and we got destroyed. Absolutely <laughs> just manhandled. It was a terrible, terrible game. Um, I don't we know. We had an own goal. Yay, us. <laughs> I really don't think Freddie Juarez was the right coach. I don't think promoting coaches from within the organization has worked. We've tried that since Jason Christ and not been successful. Uh, and I, I just don't think that it's the right move for the club. The downside is I don't think that we're going to find a good coach without an owner yet. Uh, and so we're still essentially ownerless. Uh, Deloy Hansen is not allowed to manage the team at all. And so. you're, we're coming down to the end of the season, right? Uh, we got 15 games left. Um, not yeah. No. 
Yeah, it, it'll go through like... It's going to November? Like late October usually is playoff time frame. Okay. Um, so there's still, they're still regular times, season games. Like when we're in Hawaii, yeah. there'll be regular season games. A lot of times games. they have playoffs in the snow. The only couple of games I've been to, I really don't remember. Yeah, because yeah, well. you just get drunk. <laughs> hey, Damn. is that guy with the, the, with guy the, the dreadlocks, dreadlocks on oh the field? <laughs> that is that is true. That's true. Me, the first time I watched a real game, I was like the only person I, um, I know him by their I know hair. The guy. I that's how you knew him. <laughs> Do you know yeah. anyone that's on the team now? Names? No. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. <laughs> like, there's no face of the team. The 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 ownership is is um, non-existent because Deloitte's trying to sell the team. Uh, the league has taken over the sell of the team because Deloitte couldn't get it done on his own. I thought he had. I had thought they had some interested parties. Like in theory, they do, but they're not talking about it at all. Oh. Uh, they're being very tight-lipped. It's not an easy proposition because there's so much involved. This is uh, unusual, and we've talked about this before because of. Um, the school that's associated with got, RSL. We've got the academy. Right. We've got the Zions Bank training fields over by the academy. That he's we've got the, with. the USL team that's over there. Um, we did have a women's team that got sold off. Um, we've got, uh, so there's a whole bunch of things that are tied together. Um, so it's a big mess and trying to unravel and figure out which parts are sellable, which parts are Deloys, which parts that the club has contracts with. That Deloitte Hansen owns the company they have the contract with, and if those contracts can be have to be adhered to when they sell the business, I mean, we have the MBA here. <laughs> it is really complex. It is. It's not quite like buying a dog salon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the same idea, but way more complicated. Another so, one of those. You're gonna buy it, but you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Well, and I don't have that much money, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it's, and it, it and that's be like thing. if she was trying to buy the, just the dog salon out of the PetSmarts around or something, like, yeah. Because it's all tied in with PetSmart. Yeah. So then, like, what part of it is, yeah, it, it, it's way complicated. So, so it's super comp- complicated. Uh, it's also very expensive. Um, the, the Houston team just sold for like $250 million. They don't have half the assets that we do. Um, so the franchise fees alone to get into the major league soccer arena are really, uh, really expensive. So, um, anyway, I, I just wanted to bring it up. It is something very Utah oriented. It's something that I'm very much into. Uh, I'm glad to see Freddie gone. I don't think this was the right place for him. Um, I, that I, man could not make a sub for his life. I do not know what we're going to do moving <laughs> yep. forward. Um, but I thought it was worth mentioning because, you know, I'm a giant RSL fan. I don't think I could walk away and not say that on the podcast but that's going to do it uh that's how we're going to end the show is me uh talking about rsl's woe is me future uh, i don't think we'll make the playoffs this year everyone's like oh you're in a playoff spot no nah, it doesn't matter we're gonna fall out of it we have an easy schedule at the end of the year and we're just gonna tank it um so that'll do it if you like what you heard share the episode please uh also follow us on social media at tnu podcast uh, you can go out to our website, thenewutah.com. I promise I'll post some blogs this week. I I, I was slacking, but I got I finished it today so that when Jeremy writes this blog, it oh, doesn't have to be. Oh, this is Jeremy's blog? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, well, I, I didn't Jeremy's know. I, I was going to ask in the middle of the show, decided not nope, to. No, I'm writing it. So I do want to point out one thing. Uh, Folk Hogan, who did our music, the Behold album, today is their two-year anniversary. And wow. we had them on the show 
when it when it oh released. yeah for the release and then we went to the release we party the, at yeah, the, that's at the, bar. the tickets that are yep. out there so they're the ones that do our intro and outro music thank you to yeah they're awesome Cole they're Cogan. awesome go check out their album i know they were pimping it on all of their social medias this week because it's the two-year anniversary and with covid they haven't been able to put out a whole lot a whole lot of anything new so yeah um yeah i don't have anything else <laughs> i'm glad the smoke's going away good night kids <laughs>